Hey girl, hey. Welcome to the Happy Hour Combos Podcast. When was the last time that you actually went out to a happy hour? Do you feel like it's hard to make friends in your 30s? Are you desperate to escape from your overly scheduled life? We want you to know that you are not alone. We get it. Trust us. I'm Keisha, a 30-something, newly divorced mom of two, work-from-home entrepreneur starting my life over from scratch. I'm Rebecca, a 30-something, corporate-working mom of two, married to my high school sweetheart. Join us weekly for Real Deal Girl Chats because adulting is hard and leaving happy hour behind is not an option. So grab your drink of choice because the best combos always happen over cocktails. Cheers! Hey, girl. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm hanging in there, you know. Hanging in here, over here. A lot has gone on in the last, the last week or so. For sure. So I guess we'll just jump right into it. So for everyone out there listening, um, I'm going to try my hardest not to cry. It's, I'm going to try. Um, but I thought it was important. I'd reached out to Keisha and I thought about it for a while because, you know, I don't want to cry on an episode or the entire episode. So I'm going to try not to, like I said. But I reached out to Keisha and I was like, do you think we should cover the school shooting? Because obviously we both have children, you know, that are in schools, you know, especially elementary schools. And it really hits home and it just hits home way too close because this is not the first time it's happened. And it's scary to think that it might not be the last. And I just think it's important, you know, our little podcast, but you know, we have a platform to talk about it openly and, you know, building a community around this where we can just talk about it and no judgment. Everyone's going to feel a certain way about it. Obviously, everyone's devastated. There's children involved and mass shootings are horrible, but everyone kind of takes it in differently, has different emotions, deals with things differently. And I think it's just a good place to openly talk about it because I know I'm having all kind of just weird feelings about it. Just you know, angry, sad, just all the things, you know? Yeah, no, um, I agree hundred percent. I mean, I hate that, like you said, this isn't the first time that this has happened and, you know, we can hope and pray and say, God forbid that this isn't the last, but until there's, you know, more than hopes and prayers offered from, you know, state legislature and, and people who um, actually have a say so when it comes to gun laws, it is probably the case, which I hate to even say. And like you say, like we have kids that are in elementary school age and, you know, to hear about it, hear about a shooting in general, of course, breaks our heart. But just to put ourselves in the, the you know, shoes of those parents or community members or, you know, people in, in general in that town, how each and every one of them, but especially the families that have been affected, how they must feel um, is very real and hits way too close to home. It really does. And if I'm being completely honest, I obviously you get the news alerts and you kind of know what's going on in the world because you, you can't live, I guess, blind of everything. But I have really tried to skirt listening to too many details to hear. It's just it's it's so overwhelming. I remember the last time this happened, I would just stare at the TV and I would just cry like I, I couldn't not cry and I just I don't I don't know if it's healthy or not but this time I'm trying like not to listen to it or read about it so much because it it just like makes me like 
so sad. Like, I, I, obviously, I'm still sad, but I'm just trying to like not like watch it or consume too much of it. Which, like I said, I don't know if that's healthy or not. Like, trying to avoid it is probably not good. But I am also like I haven't talked to Benjamin about it. Which again, I don't know if it's good or not. I don't. I don't even know how to broach the conversation. Let alone, you know, I don't know. Have you talked to Logan about it at all? Um, I haven't, but he, and I was trying to remember before we came to record, he said something, um, the other day in conversation that made me feel like he, they had maybe talked about it in school or somehow he knows about it. Like he comes from his, his dad and his dad's side of the family are avid news, news watchers. (laughs) So part of me feels like it could be from school that he may have heard about it. And then part of me, part of me is like, maybe he heard about it from, you know, just being at home or being at his dad's house or someone's house and the news being on in the background. Cause he's very um, observant. And I feel like so wise beyond his years because of that, like having MSNBC on at two, like, (laughs) so he was just always like very, very aware of different things going on in the world. Um, which is a blessing and a curse, but, um, and I'm not trying to, you know, blame his dad for saying that he shouldn't have the news on, but I'm not a news watcher at all for reasons like this. Mm -hmm. And I, like you said, I hate to feel like I'm sheltering myself or even the kids from the reality of like the world that we live in, but you can only handle, but so much in a day, (laughs) you know, with, with our own lives and crazy schedules and, you know, things that go on in our own personal lives that adding like, you know, the news of a school shooting or the news of, you know, any, anything tragic going on is just like, you feel like you're going to have a breakdown (laughs) and no one has time for that. Like, unfortunately, not to say like, you know, we can't put things to the side, but just like, sometimes mentally, like we're on such autopilot that it's like, we can't take a day to just, you know, leave work and veg out and be like depressed for a day or two days or a week. Like we have to keep going with our lives. And I hate the numbness that I feel like, you know, things like this create because of how frequently, you know, obviously not like school shootings happen, but just like tragedies like this happen that I feel like it just creates a certain numbness to us as Americans and as people in 2022, that is very real. And until, like I said, there's something from a, you know, a legal or law change, you know, that happens. It's hard to be hopeful to think that something will will change. <laughs> really. No, I, agree. I just worry like uh, the little bit that I did hear, I was hearing kids saying that they they were faking being dead. I did hear that. And I'm like, it breaks my heart. But I was like, is it a conversation to have with the kids? If someone, God forbid, gets into the building and you hear there's a shooter, do you fake? do you play dead? You know, is that a safety measure? You know, I don't, I don't even really know what they're doing in schools. I know that we know they're doing drills because we get Mm -hmm. emails about them, but like, what is that drill really going to do for them? If there's a shooter in their classroom, like, why are we not talking about how is the shooter getting in the building? Like it's Mm -hmm. so, I'm so angered. The fact, the little bit that I do know about the case in Texas, there was no locked doors. There was Mm -hmm. no armed guards. There's, I don't know how, I mean, I wonder like our schools, I mean, I haven't even been, I've been a new, in New Albany once, but it's like, we don't have armed guards. That's, I will. St- somebody needs to be out there. I, I don't care mm-hmm. what it costs. Our tax dollars are high here. That's mm-hmm. like every school should have some type of security. Why are we just letting people walk into schools? Like it's no thing. I think um, 
after Sandy Hook, there has probably been way more measures in the schools. I mean, I don't, you know, go to visit schools every day, but I've been to to our kids' school a few times, like just during the day to, you know, pick something up or drop something off or whatever when I had to. Um, and I appreciate the the security that they do have. There, yeah. there is no just getting on the premises. There is no just like, you know, as a parent, like I can't even just bust through the door. Like I have to have my ID. I have to, you know, say what I'm there for. And even if that's the case, sometimes they still won't even let me in. It's just like, okay, like they'll bring it to the doorway. And I, you know, at times in the past, it's been like, really? But then things like this happen and I'm like, thank God. And I do see a presence. Um, I think our town does a good job of having, you know, police officer on duty. Like I'll see that police truck that goes around the town that has like, you know, like the superhero stuff on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always, I feel like every time I go to the kids' school, I see that police car there. Yeah. They're definitely but, there in the morning for like drop off and stuff. Mm-hmm. I have seen but, that. But, but I mean, I, thousands, I don't see yeah. like nobody there during the day. Yeah. I was going to say out of the thousands of schools, not every school in, you know, the country has that. Right. Like, I don't think this school had locked doors. I just can't even imagine like, you know, we do live in a town that is like pe- there are locked doors. The cops are there. There's definitely police presence at our schools. I will say that. But they're not there all day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the answer. Like, it just feels like right now I mm-hmm. just want people to be surrounding the schools like they need to put people there all the time like I we need our babies to be safe I just can't even I I don't know like I just I don't know what the answer is like I think politics gets all in this and it makes it so that nothing ever changes like nothing ever it's always two different sides fighting against each other and no one comes together but you would think in an instance where our babies in this country are getting murdered Mm-hmm. that they would come together and do something for it, for it. Like they would be able to come together and create some type of strategies and plans to protect our schools. It's kind of so disheartening to know that we're living in a country that they can't even figure this out, you know? Mm-hmm. And even- I don't know what the answer is. I'm like, I'm not like political like that. I don't know what the answer is. Honestly, I don't know if it's mental health screenings or it's gun control. I don't know what it is, but I know our babies need to be safe. School should not be the place that we're afraid to send our kids. Mm-hmm. Like to have the kids go to school the next day after that, or even just those days following. Um, of course, it's on your mind. Even even when I found out, I think I was on the way home from work and going to you know Logan's baseball game. And at the game, every single person that I didn't know, I was looking at them like, could it be you? You know what I mean? Like, just God forbid if something crazy happened in this town. Like it just, you don't know who to trust or who to, you know, who's a safe person and all those kind of things. Um, and it's going to have to be like some kind of law, like legislature, like I said, or laws that change mental health screenings, all of those background checks to make a difference. Um, yes. And you don't hear about things like this in other you know, countries, <laughs> you don't hear about things like this in, in other developed countries in France and England and, you know, different places like that, that, you know, of course have guns, but they don't have these kind of mass shootings. So it's like, right. what as Americans are we doing wrong? Yeah. It's scary. I mean, it's just scary. It's for my job. I teach OSHA trainings and we have to go through active shooter drills with dental offices. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the girls look at me like I'm crazy, but I'm like, listen, this is happening everywhere. Grocery stores. It happened in a dental office in Texas not that long ago. I mean, you, the nail salon, there's been shootings, grocery stores, malls. I mean, it's sad. It's so mm-hmm. sad. And the fact that it's like it, literally 19 
babies were just killed. Mm-hmm. It's, oh my God, it's, I can't even understand what those parents must feel right now. Like I can't, it's just so many different things. And then I hear the little bits that I have heard, I'm just like so infuriated. The police were standing by for 40 minutes. Like I would have, I don't know what, if I was one of those parents pleading with those officers, I don't know if I, how I would have stood there and knowing that there's someone like you'd hear gunshots. Like, how do you stand there and do nothing? Like the, crazy. The whole, the whole situation is tragic and disheartening, but some of those type of like, you know, that, that news and those facts that have come out is even worse. So horrible. Like, and I'm trying to not listen, but it's like, mm-hmm. those are things want- that, that stand out, oh. right? Like yeah. forty minutes is a long time. Four minutes with a gun oh. in the school is is too long, and too much damage can be done. So forty minutes, and I think I saw uh, just like a clip of it was maybe some parents or some people in the town that were. I, I guess it was like they said, you know, do they just go in? You know what I mean? Like at, yeah. at a certain point, like as a parent, I would <laughs> probably be like, I'm just gonna go in yeah. and you know sacrifice myself and my life for the sake of my kids and, you know, their classmates. Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't know too many details, but the details I do know, like make me sick to my stomach. Like how could anybody stand back and just allow that to go on for so long? I mean, 40 minutes, he could have done a lot more damage. Mm -hmm. Shooter could have done a lot more damage than he did. It's so just crazy. And it just, I don't know. You don't want to live your life in fear per se, but it does make you question, you know, everywhere you are and your surroundings even more. And just kind of like, you know, say your prayer and send your kids to school. It's, Mm -hmm. it's so unsettling though. Just, yeah. And I don't, like I said, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing by sheltering Benjamin from any of that. I don't think it'd be appropriate to talk to Bianca. I don't, I think she's probably wrong, but I don't know what Benjamin, is he hearing stuff from other people? Is, is he not? Is he totally oblivious? Is that is that wrong of me to do? You know, I, I don't, I don't know, but I haven't brought it up. We don't watch the news in front of the kids. I don't really watch the news anymore because it's all doom and gloom. So I've kind of stopped mm-hmm. anyway, but I don't know what the right thing to do is. And that's what scares me the most. Like as a parent, like how do you keep your kids safe, teach them to be safe, but not terrify them too. I don't want them to be scared to go to school. It's a very fine line. And I'm sure having conversations like this to, you know, not saying that every child would have those fears of going to school, but yeah, I'm sure as parents, like, you know, there are kids that have had that conversation with their parents or teachers or people um, since this has happened and probably are afraid to go to school. Absolutely. So, you know, what happens if, if I have this conversation with Logan and then the next day he says, mom, I'm afraid to go to school and my right. heart, I'm going to say stay home like I'm gonna say you can stay home today because like you said you don't want them walking around in that fear right but you also don't want them walking around being oblivious and naive and you want them to hear it from you versus you know a friend on the bus or something right yeah I don't know I'm very I need to talk to my therapist about it I don't really know (laughs) it's very like yeah I don't know what the right thing to do is I don't know from a psychology standpoint you don't want to like mess your kid up it's like but also if there's a way to, if there's things to tell them that might keep them safe, mm-hmm. I want to know what they are, you know, but I don't know what they are. Yeah. Just and for so- me, from a, from a faith standpoint, like this is in, if I do have this conversation with Logan or if he has already learned about it, this is, you know, anytime that he's fearful of anything, I always go, you know, back to our faith and go back to the Bible. Like, you know, God did not 
give us the spirit of fear. Like you, you know, regardless of what's going on in the world, what you think may happen, what's what you've heard happening anywhere, like you do not walk around in fear because mm-hmm. you have a very strong, powerful guy that, you know, you can call on. And, you know, not to say that it's hard then when these conversations come up because then it's like, well, why wasn't God protecting these people? But it's just, those are conversations that like, again, you just really have to lean on your faith to know that God is covering you and protecting you um, and that you can call on him so that you don't have to walk around in fear every day. Because there's, we would go nowhere. You're not even safe at home. Like, (laughs) literally, like there's, you know, break-ins and different things that happen in people's home. But if, you know, we walk around in fear, we're clearly not safe to go to the grocery store. It's not safe to go to the movies. It's not safe to go to school and all these places where all these shootings has happened. And after, immediately after, you know, the, the situations happened, I know for sure when the situation happened in Colorado, I didn't go to the movies for a good while, (laughs) you know, with the grocery store, it's like, well, dang, you can only avoid that, but so much. So it's just like a a sucky reality. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I don't, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know. It's just sad. It's just really sad. And I just pray that there's no more school shootings. There's no more mass shootings. I pray that political parties of this lovely country we live in can stop fighting and pinning things up against each other and come to some realization that our schools need to be safe first and foremost. Mm -hmm. I think before anything else, we need to keep our schools safe. Our kids, the next generation that's going to run this country is in those schools and they need to be kept safe. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that's going to, how they're going to come up to that agreement or come up with something civilly they seem to struggle with that, but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I pray that they can. And, you know, maybe it takes more conversations like us just talking and more parents going to board meetings and, you know, kind of being more spoken out about this stuff, because I feel like I don't really take part in that kind of thing. And maybe it's something I need to do better with too, just from a parent standpoint, like I can sit here and say things, but what am I really doing to help the situation too? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Those are places to start. And you know, as uncomfortable as these conversations are, it even starts with just conversations like this, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, like you said, maybe the next board meeting, we make a point to go just, you know, maybe they voted, you know, a few years ago on making sure that there's a police presence. And if there weren't enough votes, then what could have had, you know what I mean? Just like all these things that do go into play, but until a situation like this happens, it, you're not, your eyes, you're not aware of, you know, all of the little things that add up to the big things. Yeah, no, it's true. So on that note, I think we're going to end this without a shot or a toast. And for anyone out there listening, if you want to send us some questions or send us your thoughts on this, we would love to hear from you because we're all in this together. If you have babies like us that are in elementary school, middle school, we're all kind of feeling some crazy emotions right now. So we are at, what are we at? (laughs) Happy hour combos at gmail.com. Yep. Sorry, it's it's been a a hard conversation. My brain is like (laughs) tough. All right, well, have a great night, everyone. Thanks, cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you, new happy hour bestie. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Happy Hour Combos podcast and your drinks too. If you enjoyed this podcast, do us a favor and share this show with your bestie. Or you can go on over to follow our Instagram page to help grow our happy hour community and keep the conversations going. 